Today is June the 7th. What does it mean to be united? Let's find out together as we study different passages in the New Testament. So in the Sermon on Sunday, we talked about unity and being united. Uh, all this week, we're going to continue talking about that theme. And today, we're going to look at the vocabulary that the New Testament in particular uses to convey the term unity. Now to do that, I'm going to introduce you to one of my secret weapons. It is called a Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament based on semantic domains. Uh, it, it comes from the 1970s, I believe, eh, 1980s. Um, it follows a particular linguistic theory that uh, divides all of language into semantic domains, uh, different ranges of meaning that uh, convey our, our human experience. Now, the, the semantic domains that are included in the New Testament, uh, there are hundreds of domains. And uh, they generally relate to things like activities, uh, foods, kinship terms, uh, physical impact, psychological faculties, and on and on and on. There's some 93 different domains in the Greek language, uh, in practically any language. And what this particular dictionary does is it organizes terms according to a particular domain. Now, it's very theoretical. Let me explain to you a little bit more in detail. Words for unity in the New Testament basically come in two different domains. The first domain is psychological faculties. And one of the psycho psychological faculties is being like-minded. So we have some terms in the New Testament that are translated be of the same mind. For example, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul says to the Philippian church, make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, working together with one mind and one purpose. Now, what a wonderful way to convey unity. Here Paul is saying part of our unity is agreeing on purpose, agreeing on uh, self-identification. We'd agree together on who we are and what God put us on this world to do. That, in Paul's vocabulary, is unity. The particular word that he uses is exactly um, uh, being of a spirit with, being of one spirit. 
Now, another way that he refers to unity is uh, a different domain. This particular domain is the domain of unity, of, of coming together. Um, in Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 13, Paul says, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that will be mature in the Lord. He goes on talking, but he actually uses a word that is translated unity. The word literally means oneness, the state of being one thing. He uses that here in 4.13 as well as in other passages in the New Testament. A second way in this domain that Paul talks about unity is to say that things can be brought together to form one unit. Uh, Same book, Ephesians, same chapter, chapter 4. In verse 16, he says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Here, Paul says, uh, Jesus brings us together and expects us to find unity together. In a similar way, same word, Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. Two or more individuals or concepts are brought together and made to be one thing. Unity. A third way uh, Paul talks about holding together. In chapter 1, verse 17 of the book of Colossians, Jesus existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. He makes all creation a unity, but it's active. He must put effort into holding all creation together. Same book, the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 14. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Another way in which he conveys unity is by using this term, which simply speaks of combining things. He's just given us a list of six different characteristics of the Christian life. And he finishes it by saying, they are all bound together in love. They're combined in love. And then finally, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, we hear this. This is the plan. At the right time, God will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. He brings things together. This domain talks about 
uh, bringing things together with a unifying principle. Paul actually uses this also in Romans chapter 13, verse 9, where uh, he says, For the commandments say, you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, Here, uh, Paul says everything is brought together in the unifying principle of love. It is interesting that frequently when Paul uses this particular word, the thing that brings us together, the thing that unites us is love. All this week, we'll go back to that and we'll see that frequently. Love is what unites us. So my question for you today, are you one body? (laughs) Do you just attend church or do you seek to be brought together, combined with others, to form one person, one body, and so express love to your neighbors. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Send your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at the incredible divide in the first century between Jew and Greek.